Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison and joining me, could he be any more Dave Cribb? No, because it, it, it's it's literally it's literally Dave Cribb. That was okay, I enjoyed that one. I was, I was, I was waiting for some sort of insult, because not an insult, but a little bit of a... a what was it last of- week? About amateur keyboard player. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it'd be nicer this week. But thank you very much. It's yeah. It's it's. You're like one of those. Did you ever watch wrestling when you were a kid? Absolutely not. No. Okay. Well, it's like quite a trope in wrestling that like uh, like a good guy will become a bad guy or vice versa, like suddenly. And uh, that seems to be what's happened to you in in the um, <laughs> in the break before this season. You've gone from being like. Uh, the, the the one everyone loves, and then you suddenly come out all guns blazing for me. But that's fine. That is fine. It's the new me, Dave. It's the new me. It is the new you. Are you well? Um, do you know what? What I will say is people who were regular quizzes mm. will know that occasionally uh, I'd have a little bit of a drink while we did the quiz. A small sherry. Um, a small sherry. Uh, I, I've been up quite a long time today and it's been quite a long day. So I'm, I'm having, I think for the first time, an alcoholic drink with my uh, with my podcast record. Oh, yeah. That is, yeah. Yeah, we're not really a drinky podcast, are we? No, are we? No. no, I did once and I don't, I don't think I mentioned it because no. it wasn't relevant and clearly I got away with it. But maybe five or six weeks ago, Cause lockdown, I just accidentally had like four beers in the afternoon, forgetting forgetting we'd had the podcast, and I was like, "Oh god!" And I suddenly was like, "Shit, I better stop drinking." Um, and that you know, I stopped drinking for an hour or two before we recorded. But I did. I was still remember being a bit like, "Oop, I feel a little bit tipsy." But um, yeah, clearly, clearly, you didn't notice. I wouldn't say I'm tipsy. It, it's by no means at that stage no well that's there's pissing. still time you <laughs> see how many drinks you can down over the course of the next half hour or so no voice note today pete that's what i will say oh is it just a humble message <laughs> humble message it's a lovely message though pete i'll tell you that for free uh it's from rachel shall i read it to you yes here we go. Hi, guys. Absolutely love your podcast and your quizzes. Great start. That's the way to make sure you get featured on the podcast. Uh, my partner David and I started listening to these podcasts together well over a year ago. And since we've been in lockdown, we haven't been able to see each other for more than two months now, uh, apart from at a two meter distance outside, as Aww. we don't live together yet. However, uh, uh, teary emoji there. However, 
these podcasts have been a lovely shared activity we've been able to do from our separate homes. Prior to lockdown, uh, we've been watching the series of Friends together from the beginning. We've both seen it before, obviously, but separately. However, uh, we got up to the one with Monica and Chandler's wedding and we had to stop because we couldn't go into each other's houses uh, and we wanted to watch that one together. So instead, we've made a list of all the Friends with Friends podcasts we haven't listened to yet that talk about an episode prior to the wedding one in season seven. And we've been going back, re-watching the episode at the same time and then listening to the corresponding Friends with Friends podcast straight after as a sort of virtual good. date. Very good, very which good. Which has really lifted both our spirits. Isn't that so nice? That is great. I love that, yeah. Big fan of that. Uh, so I just want to say thanks to you guys because we absolutely love the podcasts uh, and they're seeing us through challenging times. And I was wondering if I could request an episode that I don't think has been done yet. Me and David talked about which one we'd pick if we could. And I said uh, I'd like to hear a podcast on season three, episode 21, the one with a chick and a duck. Nice. That is lovely. I hope hope that by now, since we received that message, maybe they're able to... Um, be in a bubble together. Yes, maybe. I mean, it'd be, a, it'd be a lovely coincidence, wouldn't it, if this was the first one they got to listen to uh, in the social bubble together. Mm. What a way to spend your 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 safe bubble time. Safe bubble time with Dave and Pete. Our new podcast <laughs> coming. <laughs> Sounds like a weird sort of uh, two of us having a bath together or something. Well, I think there's... Oh, yeah, well. Safe bubble time with Dave and Pete. The sooner we move on, the better. <laughs> So, synopsis, is it? A little synopsis? Yes, go for it. Go ahead. How do you feel about a synopsis? The one with the chicken and the duck. Uh, season 3, episode 21, directed by Michael Lembeck. Michael, oh, Michael I thought Lembeck. you were going to say Peter Boners. No, sorry, no. It's our fave, old Lembers. Uh, written, don't think it's the same one, by Chris Brown. Um, Pete offers Monica the head chef job at a new restaurant he just bought, but she suspects he's using it to woo her. Lovely use of the phrase woo. Uh, when he insists he's over her, has met someone else, Phoebe correctly surmises he's lying. And when they inspect the restaurant, Monica realises Pete's true motive. Uh, then surprisingly discovers she has genuine feelings for him. We'll come on to that later. Uh, meanwhile, Joey and Chandler adopt a chicken and a duck. That's all it says about that <laughs> plotline. <laughs> to be fair, that's pretty much it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And Ross, uh, meanwhile, still having feelings for Rachel, skips being on a panel for the Discovery Channel so he can help her after she thinks she's broken a rib. There you go. Where do you want to start, Peter? Uh, with Pete? Um... Or with uh, Joey and Chandler and the chicken and the duck? Or with Ross and Rachel? Let's start with Rachel and Ross and the cracked rib. Okay. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, so 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 Ross is going to be on TV and the first we sort of see, he mentions it to Chandler, doesn't he? And then he comes into Monica and Rachel's apartment in the, would we say the world's worst suit? I don't really, why was he in that again? Was he sort of trialling outfits for, for, the, for the main event? Yeah, it's not too clear, is it? But yeah, I guess so. I guess he was sort of putting it on and what, but... I mean, famously, but he, he doesn't, doesn't live, live there. there. <laughs> so he's popped it on, walked across New York, maybe got on the subway. How do I look? <laughs> uh, this one all right, guys? Um, yeah, uh, really, absolutely really... no, it isn't all right, is the answer. <laughs> Tell us the days before camera phones when you could just send a quick WhatsApp picture. Yeah. How's this? Um, so yeah, oh God. all the olden days coming in. But yeah, it's not it's not a good suit, is it? I mean, they make reference to that quite a lot, Colonel Sanders. And and uh, actually, Pete, one of the main things I really enjoyed about this episode was the shout out to the Cotton Gin. Uh, just a couple of weeks after we uh, had a lovely chat about the Spinning Jenny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Done a bit of research on the Cotton Gin, Pete, and the Spinning Jenny, just to compare and contrast. Hard to tell, uh, not so good on sort of industrial 
the weaving equipment myself. Yes, what what period was the um what period was the what's it called cotton the cotton gin. Well, the reason I started to look it up because I, I thought... G- is it G-I-N? Yeah, cotton oh. gin. I thought it was a cotton jenny, and I thought maybe that's what they call a spinning jenny. Um, a cotton gin. Can I you mean, imagine if a spinning jenny actually had a reference in friends? Yeah, I mean, I don't remember that happening, but also I'd forgotten about cotton gin, so it could happen. Oh, apparently gin means engine. Oh, really? It's a cotton engine. So why is the booze called that? Don't know. That's a great I'm question, googling why it? is gin called gin. You do that. Well, I tell you about uh, the modern me- mechanical cotton gin, which was created by inventor Eli Whitney in 1793 and patented in 1794. Don't tell us you never learn stuff on this podcast, guys. Please stay with us. <laughs> um, the name gin is a shortened form of the older English word Geneva. Uh, oh, is related, it to do with juniper berries? It's, it's to do with juniper, yeah. yeah Which, yeah. to be honest, should have guessed. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense, doesn't it? Basically, I think I knew that. And as soon as you started reading it, I was like, of course it's not the drink engine. <laughs> Can I have an engine and tonic, please? Um, that's, all, that's all I have to say about gin. And the cotton gin, absolutely, Pete. We shall not dwell on it for too long. But yes, <laughs> awful suit. Monica and Rachel uh, rightly ridicule Ross. And away he goes. And this is all sort of uh, leading up to Rachel's injury. And actually, we should reference the pre-credits. I mean, there's literally like three lines and that's it. Yes. And one of them is a pervy lesbian related thing from Joey. So Classic Joey. They managed to squeeze in a creepy reference like very, very quickly, don't they? So, yeah. So, Monica's practicing a roller skating outside. Um, there's a very obvious uh, crash mat that they've put on the ground. The, the, yeah. the props people to stop her from uh, stop her from hurting herself when they fall. And yeah, she crashes into Rachel, doesn't she? And um, injures her hip. And then Joey comes out and sort of goes, "Oh my!" And it's all sorts of. There's another one of these later in the episode as well, isn't there? When Chandler's talking about his his suggestion that they're all topless at the diner. If you already had a job, and then your employer said. We need you to learn to rollerblade. <laughs> Would you be prepared? I mean, it, it, it's very unlikely that happens. It does feel a bit tribunally, doesn't it? Like, yes, it'd be like, well, I, you didn't, have, you didn't tell me I needed to rollerblade when you hired me, so I'm not going to learn to rollerblade. When I applied for this job as a waitress, it never occurred to me that I would need to be a professional <laughs> standard rollerblader. Um, yeah, it's very bizarre, isn't it? That they don't really reference that as uh, they just pick it out of a suggestion box and boom. You're on. You're on mm. skates. Everyone's on skates. What really does a roller skate add to the eating experience? That's my question. Uh, I'd also say it doesn't really seem like a particularly roller skate friendly uh, venue. No. <laughs> no, I mean, as becomes um, apparent, a lot of crashing and a lot of not really being able to move around. Perhaps there's some benefit to being able to serve food quicker. If you're a good roller skater. Which Monica say, isn't. Which she famously isn't. I'd say, if anything, it's uh, inhibiting her ability to serve food. It's not like someone would ever say, oh, I really want to go to this place and I really want to go there because the um, people who serve you are on rollerblades. It d- doesn't add anything to your experience, does it? Literally this week, I said to someone, do you know what? This would be a great time to have a pair of rollerblades. And also, funnily enough... <laughs> Welcome to the Rollerblade uh, episode. Um, We're just thank you for hanging in with the talk of the cotton gin, just to uh, <laughs> make it to this crucial point. This is still friends with friends, I promise. Um, I walked past a shop in Leeds City Centre, which said uh, "pop up Rollerblade shop once a month." Perfect. I mean, 
I assume they've not opened for a couple of months because uh, rollerblades, I don't believe, are a key essential. No, but now the public transport's all dodge. That's true. Great time to have a roller skate. Anyway, there you go. Should we move on from the rollerblades? I'd say, Pete, um, I've got an idea. Should we move on from the rollerblades? Let's do it. Right, so, sorry, we got sidetracked a little bit there, didn't we, to be fair? But um, back to Ross and Rachel and the, the hip injury. And, yeah, so Ross is supposed to be on TV on the Discovery Channel in his awful suit. Um, but long story short, he decides to help Rachel instead, right, and cancels it. Yes. Along the way, though, there are some notable moments, I would su- suggest. Point number one. Rachel's already wearing makeup. Yes, she does have a quite reasonable amount of makeup on already. Looks nice, yeah. I'd say. Lovely face. When she asks Ross for help with the makeup, which feels like... I'm sure this is a wild uh, stereotype and there's plenty of excellent... I mean, I've met a number of excellent male makeup artists, but... On the whole, would it be fair to say you wouldn't trust your average male mate to do your makeup for a night out? For quite an important night out as well. Right, exactly. For something where you want to be looking great. The boss is involved, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Boss boss level makeup. Yeah, and, and Ross, for his part, very confident at the makeup, uh, isn't he? Without really displaying any signs of skill or Well, this taste. is the thing. I w- if I was to have to do somebody's makeup for them... Mm. I would start with a very cautious amount of yes. whatever I was using, whereas he goes all out with, well, he, he seems to go with one sweep, managed to make Rachel go from looking quite nice to looking like she's just been beaten up by Anthony Joshua. <laughs> yeah, so lovely. Lovely boxing reference. Thank you. What I also wouldn't do if I was Ross is do the whole thing before even showing her in the mirror i would be like do you want to look in the mirror and sort of guide you know where am i putting yeah. this bit lower a bit bit lighter on the brush yeah sure he goes no you turn and look at me and i'm going to do your face and then i'll reveal it like i'm some sort of mad professional yes it's like um like a queer eye makeover reveal isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but with no skill involved crucially yeah. um does bring us to i'd say one of the most off jokes from the whole episode Oh, yeah. Important to reference this. Yeah, the, uh, uh, Rachel says it's okay, I'll just sit next to the transsexual from purchasing. Uh, and I think we can all agree that should very much be gone now. Uh, goodbye joke. The main bit of this for me, though, is the... gets to the point where Rachel has to get changed into her outfit, right? Into a yep. dress from her dressing gown, which involves her obviously taking the dressing gown off. And she says to Ross, turn around, I don't want you to see me naked. Why doesn't he just do that? Yeah, straight off. What? I just don't understand what's happening here. And she sort of rolls along with it, and she's sort of smiling when he's doing that weird, creepy, imagining her naked in his head thing over and over again. But even though he, yes, he has seen her naked. Seeing someone naked once does not give you a license to see them naked on demand. I would say that's absolutely fair. She eventually goes, well, I guess you're absolutely right. Like, you have seen me naked, so I'll just take this dressing gown off. I do think, though, that in the build-up to this, it feels like it feels like Rachel and Ross, that they're having more of a laugh together mm. than they ever seem to have as a couple. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of their best moments are when, when it's not dating, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it is a bit Monica and Chandler in that sense, isn't it? Like, the coupling of them really ruins any sort of spark and vibe. She's injured. 
and needs to get dressed. You know, it's not like they're doing a a, a two way bit of fun, sexy flirting, is it? Have you ever cracked a rib, Dave? I don't think I've ever cracked a rib, Pete. Have you? I have actually. Have Painful. Uh, incredibly pain. Anyone who's cracked a rib will know why she's in quite so much pain. Right. Because obviously ribs around your lungs, mm. sometimes when you breathe in, it just suddenly makes you jump and there's a really sharp stabby pain. Oh, yeah. Dave, why don't you ask me um, how I crack my rib? Uh, well, I mean, it was going to be my next question, Pete, but luckily we've done it very slickly. Uh, hey, Pete, how'd you crack your rib? I don't like talking about it, <laughs> Um I was at a fairground... One of these fairgrounds that just sort of turns up on a park. Oh, yeah. I think it was about like year seven or eight. Like the Goose Fair. Like the Goose Fair. Uh, Very niche Nottingham reference, though. Yes. But massive in Nottinghamshire and the surrounding areas, I'd say. Oh, yes. Just niche everywhere else. Yes. Um, And there was this ride called, I think it was called the Spinning Plates. Um, I fell off it and I fell off, toppled into the middle. And then once I was sort of. (laughs) It's okay to laugh now. It's actually quite harrowing at the time. <laughs> While I was sort of flailing around, um, it 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 quite a pickle. Um, I also whacked my head on a metal bar and had to ask <laughs> had to ask the ride operator to stop it. Which I think it should have been really fucking clear that it needed to stop. I'd say after the falling, sure. After yeah. the head hitting, definitely. Do you know how they? Uh, Offered to sort of compensate me, Dave. They uh, they gave me an inflatable Nemo, <laughs> which, like a fucking idiot, you took I, it. You took it with my with my cracked rib. You concussion, mate. You were out of it. Reached out and took the inflatable Nemo, and then later had to go to A and E. Wow. Was this sort of before the world of, you know, no win, no fee? Oh, there was absolutely a, a win, a win in there somewhere. That's what I mean. You could have made yeah. probably quite a lot of money off that. But yeah. no, they bought you off for an inflatable Nemo. Don't know where the Nemo is now. Uh, the only other thing that sort of struck me as slightly odd in this plot line was, would it be fair to say that you always imagined Ross and Rachel's sex life to be fairly vanilla? <laughs> are you Are you suggesting that eating a marshmallow out of Rachel's belly button is adventurous. Hot fudge was poured on her. Hot fudge and marshmallows. I'm not sure. Also fudge. I can understand chocolate. Fudge seems incredibly sticky. Yeah, and, and hot fudge feels too hot, if I'm honest. Yes. But but I just, I don't know. This is me just, it's, it's a point I'm mooting, but is is hot fudge and marshmallows, does that seem like a Ross and Rachel <laughs> activity? To me, it didn't. I might be wrong. No, it sounds like someone's making a hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself some gas and air and breathe deeply. We're talking on the phone while he had his arm inside my vagina. In my head, I was saying, could you go and see if the anaesthetist is free? And what I was actually saying out loud was, help me. CD player doesn't work. I was like, I'm staring. I'm a fucking CD player. Where's my playlist? That's one tour in every minute with me, Beth Murray. Available now from Great Big Owl. Help me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Where to next then, Pete? Chicken the duck, is it? A quick, a quick nip over the chip and the du- the chip and the duck. Chip and the duck. The old chip, chip and, and duck. the duck. Duck and chips. The old duck and chips. Fried duck and chips. Yes, very simple on this, but there's a few bits along the way actually with this one as well. Oof, what a what a what a bits episode this has been. Um, Joey's depressed over Kate. Sure, he's had a breakup. Does the usual thing. Gets a chick. Um, how he acquires the chick seems remarkably easy. I would say. Well, the odd thing is, it looks like a news report about chicks. Yeah. Which I would say suggests very slow news day. Yeah. But then Joey says that he's just seen a commercial about chicks. Yeah. So what's this, some sort of like paid segment on the news channel about (laughs) chicks? I don't understand what he's been watching. And what I would say is the amount of time between seeing a picture of a chick on the television... And him being successfully on the phone to a oh a, yeah a chick dealer is <laughs> like remarkably quick. I wouldn't yeah. even know where to start. It's not clear where they've come from, is it? It just look, like he goes over to the phone book and finds the farm that sells chicks. Like that's a thing in New York in the nineties that everyone just knew. You know? Can oh, you just can you just go out and buy a chick? Couldn't tell you, mate. It, I'd be very surprised, Hang but. On. Googling. Googling it. I tell you what has happened this week is that um, my friend's lo- in lockdown with her sister and husband in a uh, in Cornwall and they're farmers and they ordered six and a half thousand chickens this week. That arrived six and a half thousand. A lot of chickens, that, isn't it? That is a huge amount. How much, Dave? How much do you think a chick is? Is it more than the three bucks that Chandler and Joey reference? Yeah, I mean that's that seems very good value, doesn't it? More than twenty Hang on. pounds. This is not just any chick. This, this is not just any. This is chick. the KFC original chicken. This is an exhibition quality chick. Okay. Uh, how much do you reckon? A exhibition quality chick, one hundred and twenty pounds. Tenner, mate. A tenner. Yeah, for a chick. Oh, that's very cheap. One hundred and twenty. How much did your mates pay for their six thousand? I just didn't know what exhibition quality Jesus, meant. Jesus, be rolling in it. I thought that was like a pedigree dog type thing, an exhibition um, quality chick. Well, now I'm scrolling down. There are all sorts of different types. There's one here called uh, a pure Pakistani Mianwali long tailer seal, hmm. and that is £80. Yeah, and nearer to my price range. That's sort of my... Did my... you say 120 Yeah. 
There yeah. is one here for 120 quid. There you go. That'll be I'll my instincts, that. mate. My chicken You know instinct. your chicks. You know your chicks. Uh, talking of knowing chicks, there's... Uh, well, there are a lot of... It, it's very, very, felt very 90s and outdated. A lot of chick slash bird equals women references. Yeah. yeah. But the Chandler line... You know, do you guys know anything about birds? Fowl? No. Women? No. Is yeah, that's great. It's a genuinely very good line, isn't it? Strange chicken genital joke. Yeah, I never thought I'd be watching a sitcom where a character blows on the genitals of a chick. It's the, uh, the the blowing is is really really awful. It feels unnecessary, doesn't it? Yes, I've never sexed a chicken, but I would have thought it'd be more obvious than you having to. Sort, I don't know. Um, I haven't done that either. <laughs> but maybe you could speak to your friends. Yes. I'll help them out, can you? Them. Yeah. I believe they got the chickens because uh, her brother-in-law said, I've ordered six and a half thousand chickens. That is a license to print money. And she said, how? <laughs> <laughs> feels like a plan that hasn't been thought through. They play out this sort of marriage as if it's a child. Th- you know, this, we've talked about this a lot, haven't we? These sort of parody sequences in they do friends. happen a lot don't they this doing this podcast has made me realize quite how often they happen first sort of four seasons or so it happens yeah. a lot where they do a complete parody of another thing in this case Chandler and joey being the the parents to yeah the, the chick as a child you know it's a parody of like a really cliche conversation isn't it yeah exactly um and then they decide to take the chick back they won't take the chick back because the chick might get killed blah 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 and then turns out Chandler's also brought a duck back home. And the duck reveal is excellent, to be fair, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's great. I'm glad you feel that way. Quack, 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 etc. Joey and Chandler in in a position to look after two animals? Uh, especially in a sort of um, several floors up in an apartment. I imagine yeah. I imagine birds require, yeah, you know, an outdoors. I'd be worried about leaving any windows open, you know? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, because they, yeah, they... Birds, birds famously. can famously fly, can't they? <laughs> Your wings, that's what they're for there, Pete. Okay, so we're, we're back to... Well, we'll finish with Pete, Pete, shall we? Uh, yes, yes, let's do that. Monica and Pete. So this is the Monica on Skate Day Barkle. Um, which is there because Phoebe requested it and apparently that's how restaurants work. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that quickly moves away from the sort of skating thing, doesn't it, into Pete's return from Japan uh, and he's bought a restaurant, um, which we all know is because he fancies Monica, but even for a billionaire, it's a fucking weird thing to do, though, isn't it? My issue with Pete is that he tells Monica that his feelings for her aren't a problem which just isn't true. Right. So he is coercing her into a relationship that she, at this point, doesn't want to be in. He is trying to coerce her by doing all these things. Like fucking insane things as well. Yeah, like things that I, and this is what makes Monica uncomfortable as well, it would make me uncomfortable if somebody was that generous an attempt to impress me. Right. I mean, they're welcome to try, but still. <laughs> yeah. But we've already had the $20,000 tip, haven't we? And now it's the buying a restaurant. I mean, I'd say just from a business point of view, like I'd, I'd say billionaires aren't known for being like not shrewd, you know? Like they make, they've got a lot of money, but if they're, big, yeah. if they're opening a restaurant, they want to make sure it's a good restaurant that makes money, right? That's how, that's how billionaires become billionaires. He doesn't even know she can cook. Very fair point, yeah. Like, She's at the diner. She's like, we see in the diner in this episode specifically, there are chefs at the diner. 
Monica is not one of them. She is serving in the front of the diner on roller skates. At best, all that Pete really knows about her is that she can't roller skate. <laughs> which which isn't a um isn't a great sort of uh job interview, is it? He's offered her the position of head chef in his new restaurant that he's bought, and he has no he has no idea whether she she'll she can do that job, you know? Um but anyway, back to these sort of weird things that he does to coerce Monica. Uh, he makes up a girlfriend with a backstory. Like like it's one thing to be like, oh I met someone and then to give her a name and mm, step two, bit weird. She's a journalist. Okay, we've really thought about it. And then this story about them meeting and the peanuts on the playoffs in it yes. on the plane with the peanuts. Like that's like we're we're heading into psychopathy here, aren't we? I I don't know how I feel about Pete. Because <laughs> Me neither, mate. Oh, the, the character, sorry. <laughs> My, um, yeah, I wasn't having some sort of existential crisis then. Um, so essentially, he, he shows he shows Monica around the restaurant, doesn't he? Um, and she's very impressed by it all. Well, by the fridges and the, the, the hob. Yes, <laughs> which... that, that's all it takes. And then she breaks it off because he sniffs her hair, which <laughs> is, is absolutely fair. Um and then he takes her by surprise by kissing her, and the kiss wins her over, doesn't it? So, yeah, we've got to play it through step by step, because the big loud hair smell is kind of weird, isn't it? It's really yeah. loud, it's really loud. And I know that's for the, the, the pl- premises of the plot, but fucking weird. She's, at that point, made it very clear she is not interested in him. Like, it's not about a sort of, mm, maybe she is, are they flirting? She's basically been like, I got no feelings to hear whatsoever goes for a hug and he yeah he he basically steals a kiss doesn't he as it were yeah he, he, he yeah and not only is that taken by monica as a sort of oh well i guess i guess that made sense as the next move which absolutely doesn't in the in the circumstance she then flips from having zero feelings for him whatsoever yeah it works to being in a relationship with him Yes, <laughs> which I think is another one of those horrible examples of friends sort of suggesting that, that if a man is persistent enough, he will eventually grind the woman down. It, it's just, it was quite uncomfortable. Like, he, he just kissed her when she didn't want to be kissed, you know? I also don't think I particularly want to be with someone who had to be won over by me. No, the whole, it's, it feels like a strange setup for a relationship, doesn't it? How funny that it doesn't work. Yes, who would have thought it? But they are together for a while. Well, he's and they in do, it for a bit, isn't he? Do seem to get on well and, you know, it becomes a proper thing from the one kiss. Like, how good a kisser is that man? Mm, powerful like, kiss. Very powerful kiss. But you can tell when he kisses her, the audience doesn't know how to respond either. There's a real delay. Mm. And then about nine of them go, ooh. And the rest are sort of like, is this, this okay, guys? The <laughs> Pete fans in the corner. Yeah. It's very bizarre. But yeah, she turns turns on a sixpence, mate. Absolutely mm. turns on a sixpence, which is a phrase I don't really understand. But I think it's applicable here. We at Friends with Friends do not condone Pete Becker's actions in this episode of Friends. No, absolutely not. Also a strange reference to uh, Chandler keeping a sock by his bed. Which is strange on two levels, isn't it? Because one, like, a weird thing to reference. But also two, like, if you're aware of the sock by his bed, there's only real one reason it's going to be there, isn't it? It's not a mystery. 
And it feels like this is a whole thing they've been talking about and no one's sure what's what's its purpose. But I would suggest the sock by the bed. Uh, I'm going to try really hard to skirt around the Im- implied reason for Chandler having this sock. Mm. But outside of this reference, a sock is a bit of like a, a jokey thing to do with that, is it not? Yeah, it's in American Pie. It's in lots of, it's in lots of things, isn't it? Like teenagers with socks. Yes, but I... <laughs> In real life, is that a thing? I had this conversation with a friend of mine very recently, actually. Did with, you? Yeah, talking about with a female friend. Uh, she, she was sort of like, "Is that a thing?" And I was like, "Well, that's a that's a logistical slash messy nightmare, right?" Yes, absolutely. Like, what are you doing with the sock afterwards? Um, it, it, you're creating yourself extra washing, aren't you? Anyway, basically, who's who's wanking into a sock? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Uh, a bit like we danced around that too much. Yeah, just sometimes better to say the thing and play play a little jingle, isn't it? So, well, that's pretty much it. That's the one with the wank sock, guys. <laughs> the one with the chicken a sock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening, as always. Hey, quiz is back this week, isn't it, Pete? Isn't it just? Uh, yeah. Uh, isn't it just? Uh, yes, it's this Sunday, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, this Sunday, uh, as the podcast goes out so uh sunday the 28th of june 8 mm. p.m british time uh do your time zone maths as you will um but yes so please do join us if you fancy a little sunday night lockdown pub quiz all about friends and can i add as well uh if you get a moment and let's be honest most people have moments available mm. at the moment stop saying moment um if you could leave us a little review on your podcast app if your podcast app of choice allows please do so um but but only if it's five stars and then <laughs> leave a little comment and say how nice it is and hey maybe other people will discover it and then we'll have even more people to quiz along with that'd be nice wouldn't it what a, what a joy um until next week peter well until sunday in real life but until next week on the podcast goodbye Where did I leave my sock? deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. 
protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.